just give God your best. That's right. Thank you. Listen, listen, I, I know you miss it. I miss seeing you. Amen. I said to someone, we've been out for seven weeks since the end of last year. And considering the fact that we went uh, over a year during COVID, but this time it really just felt as if I miss you guys so much. And it's so good to see your faces in the place. I was at the gym about a week ago and uh, I ran across one of our young adult members, and I said to him, I said, you know, we're coming back. He said, on the 20th, he says, I've been following, and what young man said, I can't wait to get into the house of the Lord. And so I thought I would do something before we read God's word. For everybody that the devil tried to get you, thought he had you, thought he had stolen your joy. I need you to give God the best praise. I need you, come on, give God, come on. <laughs> Woo! Listen, y'all know, I, I, I was, listen, I, I was trying, I was trying to give Pastor Mac a signal, don't cut it off, just let them praise God a little bit more. But y'all just do me a favor, you got about two minutes, to put your best praise on the fact that I'm glad to be back. Come on. Come on. Come on, cameras, put it up. Put, put the cameras on the audience. Come on, let the internet see you praise God. Come on. Come on. All right. That's right. We're back. Look at somebody say, we're back. Tell them we're back.
to give God a Holy Ghost dance. take away from the message but I just wanted the enemy to know that we didn't come back with a wimp we came back with a praise <laughs> amen sometimes you got to come back louder than what you went out stronger better <laughs> thank you Lord Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, choir. So good to see you, worship and arts ministry, as you stand on your feet for the reading of God's word. Amen. One thing that I so love about authentic, organic, genuine worship is that you don't have to force it. I, I saw y'all were ready. I, actually, when the choir sung the first song, y'all were just ready just to give God an outburst of joy and praise. And we've got to, we, you have earned the right to praise God. After all the things you've been through, <laughs> whew, even by the fact you're still here, Amen. Many of us have endured COVID. Many of us. Listen, I've had over five family members to lose their lives. Over 20 family members had COVID and survived. Just in my family. And so don't tell me I, I can't praise God. In fact, I want the devil to know something. Uh, that I came ready to praise God. I, I, I said to my mother on Friday, I said to mother on Friday, mom, you ready for church? She said, I already got my clothes out. Now that's old church, y'all. Y'all don't know anything about that. These, these young people get up and just grab something, but mom said, I already got my clothes out. <laughs> I'm ready to go back to praise the Lord. There's a word from the Lord. 
the beginning of the year, we began a new series of messages that tied into our theme for the year 2022. The theme is faith, family, and community. We said then that the year would be divided into three different parts. First four months of the year, our focus would be on faith. Hopefully the second four months of the year would be on family. And then last four months of the year, our focus would be on the community. The first series of the year is simply called Faith Matters. Faith Matters. This is the eighth message in that series. And quite honestly, the first time that I've got a chance to preach it to a live audience. So, so y'all have to indulge me a little bit. Amen. I am happy uh, to have you. I love these guys, these musicians who are sitting behind me. But I got I just, I, I'm glad to see some folks sitting in front of me right now. Okay. Amen. Our text for today's message is St. Matthew's chapter 14, verses 28 to verse 29. In fact, I want y'all to give a hand of praise for the media, the worship and arts ministry, for they have been here every step of the way. The facility staff, everybody, I get to call their names, I get in trouble. All of you that made sure that the worship service, that the service continued to go on. St. Matthew's chapter 14, verses 28 to verse 29, the New King James Version. And it reads, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. <laughs> on the water. And verse 29. So he said, so Jesus said, one word, come. <laughs> and when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from this subject, stepping out on faith. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Give God a hand of praise. The series is entitled Faith Matters. The eighth message of this series simply says stepping out on faith. One of the things that I have come to the conclusion of as it relates to life, particularly that of those of us who are faith walkers, is that we are often challenged to step out on faith, particularly in the midst of a crisis. Amen. Those of you who are believers, who are faith walkers, uh, none of us are perfect. But we are, as believers, as faith walkers, challenged when things get rough, things get tough, in the midst of a crisis, is to step out on faith. Not always knowing how things will turn out. That is the challenge. It's so easy to step out on faith when you have an idea of how things will turn out. But when there is no plan, 
when there are no blueprints, when there is no assurance uh, of what your next move will make, it is not easy to make the initial move to step out on faith. In fact, critics, haters, naysayers, will say to you that it is somewhat careless and could be irresponsible not to have a plan, to have some kind of idea of how things will turn out before you step out there. All of us have had critics in our lives and haters. I've found out that it's easier to destruct than construct. If you look at how to tear down a building, it takes only moments to bulldoze a building, but it can take months or years to build it. And so it's easy for somebody to, to criticize what you're doing than to help establish who you are. However, there's a great quote from Pastor Andy Stanley of North Point Ministries in Atlanta, Georgia, that I believe is an appropriate response to all of those critics, to all of the naysayers. Pastor Stanley says, and I quote, often stepping outside your comfort zone is not careless. It is not irresponsible. It is not a matter of irresponsibility. But it is a necessary act of obedience. Look at that. It is a necessary act of obedience. I must do it because God has asked me to do it. Don't expect those who don't walk by faith to understand the actions of faith walkers. Amen. Don't expect them to pat you on the back because they don't know who you serve. They don't know whose you are. (laughs) I'm preaching to somebody. Uh, Yes, sometimes you must be willing to step out on faith even when you can't see your way. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Listen, one of my favorite quotes by the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says this. He says, Dr. King says, and I quote, faith is taking the first step when you can't see the whole staircase. (laughs) Faith is in pitch dark. You take the first step, but you know the stairs are there. (laughs) Even when you can't see it. That's what faith is. Faith is when God says do something, you do it. And they say, why? Because you know if God put you out there, he won't leave you hanging. There's some witnesses in here, amen? Know that God would do just what he said he will do. That is the kind of God we serve. And so in today's text, we have in today's text what is perhaps one of the great examples 
someone who despite his issues, despite Peter's personal failures and faults, he was willing to step out on faith. The truth is all of us have issues. The truth is all of us have faults. But But don't allow the devil to keep you from getting what God has for you because the enemy reminds you of your mess ups. That's his job. (laughs) That is his job to remind you of your shortcomings, to remind you of when and how you have messed up in the past. But you've got to keep trusting God, knowing that everything is going to be all right. Listen, in our text, Peter and the other disciples found themselves, according to verse 24, on a rocky boat in the middle of the storm. The New Living Translation says the disciples were in trouble a long way from land. It's, It's one thing to be in trouble when you're close to a lifeboat. Amen. It's one thing to be in trouble when you know you got somebody in your back pocket that'll bail you out. Okay? It's one thing for Bill Gates' son to have a little financial difficulty. <laughs> Knowing that I'm just one call away. Amen? It's another thing for you to have financial struggles when your parents are broker than you are. Okay? And everybody in your family is as broke as you are. And you have no sugar daddy uh, to bail you out. You've got to trust in the Lord your God. The text says they were in trouble. The NLT says a long ways from land. <laughs> the disciples were in trouble far from Land. In other words, listen to this. They were too far out there to turn around. (laughs) I've come too far to turn around. Now, my dear cousin, uh, Elder Frank English, used to sing that song, Bill, all the time. I've come too far uh, to turn around. Now, how many of you know that you're too far out there now? Amen. To now turn around. They were, they, the disciples, all 12 of them, were about to learn an important lesson concerning faith in the midst of a crisis. Let me help you out. They had seen faith in action all along, but they saw other people's faith. (laughs) Preach, Pastor Jackson. It's one thing to see Bartimaeus' faith. It's one thing to see Jairus' faith. It's one thing to see the faith of the woman with the issue of blood. It's one thing to see the leper's faith. But it's another thing when you are in trouble. <laughs> and you have to display your faith. Look at somebody and say, you need your own faith. You, you can't make it on this journey on mama's faith. Amen. On daddy's faith. 
every child needs his own, their own faith. And so now they needed the faith they saw in others. They needed it in their own life. How many times did they hear Jesus say, it was your faith that has made you whole? Here's what I've discovered. There are a lot of people who hear stuff, but they don't really listen. It just bounces in their head until their backs are against the wall. So here it is in the middle of a night, okay? They had been battling a storm all night long. Rocky boat, stormy sea, the winds are tossing and turning. They were in trouble. We're told in verse 25, after hours battling the storm, the New King James says it was the fourth watch of the night, which basically meant 3 a.m., okay? It was 3 o'clock in the morning. And now, finally, Jesus come. You've heard the song that he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. I am convinced, I am convinced, Elder Robert Wilson, that uh, what, what Jesus wanted them, Elder Wilson, to know was that I left you hanging out there not because I didn't care about you. I just wanted to put your faith to the test. And sometimes we've got to wait until it gets real bad for us to know how good God is. Because if he would have shown up the moment the wind blew for the first time, then perhaps they would not have known he is a way maker. The reason some of you know that God is a way maker right now is he keeps showing up for you over and over and over again. Don't fool me now, but is there anybody in the house, anyone viewing virtually, that know he is a way maker because he keeps making a way he keeps making a way for me over and over and over again. So here it is, 3 a.m. in the morning. They have battled the storm all night. Jesus finally comes to their rescue. But he comes in somewhat of a mystified form. <laughs> Jesus could have just showed up on the boat. <laughs> Amen. He just could have popped up on the boat and said, as he had done before, peace, be still. We have seen that he has the capacity to speak to the storm and say, peace, Ooh, I feel this. But sometimes he doesn't need to calm your storm because he needs you to walk through your storm. Can I preach to somebody? Every storm he will not come. Some of them he allows to keep roaring because he wants you to develop the faith to know that because if he just calmed every storm in your life, you would never know what it is to walk through a storm. Someone ought to give God a praise that he did not just calm all your storms. I'm glad I went through something. 
Here's what the scripture says. It was good that I had been afflicted for it taught me your ways. Some of you, the best thing that ever happened to you is that you lost some things. You lost some people. You went through some storms in your life. Some of you, the best thing ever happened to you was you lost that job. You lost that house because it taught you to trust in the Lord. And it showed you that you can come through the, is there anybody that's got about 10 seconds to put a praise on the fact that God will bring you through? God will bring. Somebody say, yes, he will. Ooh. So listen, I told you he came to them in a mystified form. So he comes to them in the fog of the early mornings in which it was impossible for them to see his face. Woo! I heard somebody say something in my study of this text. It says, sometimes woo, he hides his face purposely because he wants you to rely on his voice and not on his face. Woo! Somebody just got it. Sometimes he needs you to rely on his word and not his provision. Sometimes he needs you to move based on nothing but a word. See, if, if they would have seen his face, then perhaps all of them would have left the boat. But what he wanted to test is there's anybody with enough faith to take a first step out of the boat based on nothing. But a word. Look at this. The disciples saw him coming. Verse 26 of the text, the New Living Translation says they were terrified. Uh, it says here that they saw him coming and they, they were troubled. Uh, they were afraid because they thought they saw a ghost. And here's what he said, going back to the New King James Version, he says to them in verse 27, he says, be of good cheer. It is I, but please pay attention to the next four words. Do not be afraid. I'm here to tell you that faith versus fear is always in the arena. There is always a fight between faith and fear. Amen. Can I preach to you? You know what? Either one or the other will prevail. Faith, not fear. Either you have faith or you have fear. But you can't have faith and fear. And you can't walk in fear and walk in faith. Look at somebody and say, it's your choice. You can't have both. Either it's going to be faith or fear. Is there anybody in the house choose faith? <laughs> I choose faith. Jesus says to them, the last four words of verse 27, he says, do not be afraid. Do not be, because if you are going to survive the storm, you cannot be afraid. Peter then responded, in verse 28, 
in a manner that is consistent with his personality, in a manner that is consistent with who we know Peter to be at this time of his life. We've seen Peter on display before. But Peter says to Jesus, Lord, if it is really you now, remember, they could not see his face. They saw a silhouette of him. They heard his voice, but they could not see his face. Peter says to him, if it's really you, I need you to do something. Command me to come to you on the water. <laughs> Thank God for Peter. <laughs> Peter said to Jesus, I'm not going to make it easy for you. Because if it is you, I, I don't, Peter could have said, Lord, if it's you, take this boat to safety. He could have said, if it's you, take us to dry land. But he said, Lord, if it's you, I need you to help me, listen, do what you are doing. <laughs> Faith is you believe that what Jesus has done, greater works can you do, amen? If Jesus can speak to the storm, so can you. If Jesus can love his enemy, so can you. Lord, if it's you, I need you. That Greek word command is I need you to insist on me coming to you on the water. I need you to come. Jesus responded to Peter in verse 29. Ooh, I love this response. This is absolutely one of my favorite passages in the Bible because this is simply a faith response to anyone who would take him up on it. No, this is not a faith response to anyone who hears his instructions because 12 men were on the boat. He spoke this word so that they all heard. In fact, Matthew Henry says in his incredible dissertation of the text, he spoke the word in the wind. So it carried volumes. You know how you speak in a tunnel? It amplifies your voice. And so he speaks this one word, not just to Peter. Because please take note of the text. The text never said, Pastor Lawson, that Jesus said, Peter, you come. <laughs> if he would have said that, I would let John and James off the hook. But he never said, you come, Samaria. You come, Deacon Moore. You come, Deacon Bobby Diamond. You come, Sister Kim Diamond. You come. For he said, everybody under the sound of my voice, come. Woo! An open invitation for everybody on the boat. I've got news for you. I'm going to issue you a one-word invitation. Come. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, come. Get up. Come. Walk by faith. Come. Whatever your name is, whoever you may be, God has given you a one-word instruction.
Come. The devil is a liar. Come. Stop complaining. Come. If you want to come, come. Every, anybody, come. Dry up your tears. Hold your head up high. Stop making excuses and come. Woo. Somebody help me. Clap those hands. Give God your best praise. Come on. Come on, Zion. Come on, church. Woo. Ah. Listen. Only Peter. <laughs> Where were the sons of Zebedee? who insisted on sitting on his right hand and left hand. You know what God said to me? Pastor Matt, God dropped this in my spirit in between services this morning. God said, how can you expect to sit on my favorite side when you won't trust me in a stormy situation? You want to sit on my right and left hand side but you're not willing to walk out of the boat, walk towards me in the midst of a storm. Who am I preaching to? If you want to enjoy the favor of God, you've got to trust him in the midst of a crisis. You've got to trust God when your back is against the wall in the midst of a crisis. Peter! Step out of the boat. <laughs> mm. And began, the text says in verse 29, walk on the water. Headed towards Jesus. Don't miss it, don't miss it, don't miss it. Ooh. Peter stepped out of the boat. Peter began to walk by faith. He stepped out on faith and began to walk on the water headed towards Jesus. He was out there now. He was out there now. Sometimes you got to step out and leave everybody else behind you. Sometimes you can't, you can't, ooh, thank you, Lord, for the revelation. Sometimes you can't wait to be validated by your coworkers, your friends, or your family members, or any other uh, dead weight you drug along with you. Sometimes you've got to do it if you do it by yourself. Woo. If you serve the Lord, by yourself. If you stand up by yourself, you've got to be willing step out on faith. Peter did it. Here he is stepping out of the boat on faith. But verse 30, verse 30 says that when he saw the wind, and the ways he was afraid. That was the New Living Translation said, the King James said, when he saw it boisterous, 
he was afraid. And he began to sink. Here's what I want you to understand. God dropped this in my spirit. What he saw had always been there. It wasn't like, it wasn't like before he stepped out, it was calm. And then when he stepped out, here comes the ways and the wind. Read the text. The text tell you the storm was always there. Woo! Thank you, Holy Ghost. In other words, Jesus says, when you step out on faith, you step out and the storm and the wind were there when you step out. What happened to you? What happened was he took his focus off Jesus. He took his focus away from him who had commanded him to come. What happens to us is that we have enough faith to step out. Listen, but he didn't have enough faith to ignore the wind and the waves while he was already out there. I'm hearing the Lord says, we, we had enough faith to get saved, but we didn't have enough faith to ignore the critics and the family members and the co-workers while we were there. You know, they were like, they are now, they have always been like that. <laughs> ah, the wind has always been there. Ooh. Look at someone and say, it has always been there. Folk on your job just didn't start being nasty. They were nasty before you got saved. You had crazy family members before you got saved. You think you being saved make them less crazy? No, they're still crazy. Amen. You still got haters on your job. But what happened is that you took your focus off the one who had made it possible for you to step out on faith. And when you lost focus, woo, you began to sink. But the good news, boy, he didn't let you go under. <laughs> ah. Can you celebrate with me that when I was sinking deep in sin, far from a peace for sure, sinking never to rise no more, then the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters. He lifted me, now safe. And my love lifted me. Peter, what happened? Peter, why did you doubt? Listen, I said to the church this morning at 8, on next Sunday, I'm going to finish this thought with the ninth message of the series. And I'll tell you now, it is entitled, Walk On By Faith. <laughs> that is not just enough to step out on faith. We've got to be willing to walk on 
by faith. Three key insights from this incredible story of Peter's willingness to step out on faith. Three key insights that we ask that you carry with us. Three key lessons that we can learn from Peter's experience that I want to leave you with before we conclude this message. Insight number one, like Peter, at some point in our lives, we all will be challenged to step out on faith during some of our most difficult times. In fact, your test is coming. Can I, I just want to be real with you. So I'm not one of those preachers that, that want to sugarcoat it to you. Your test is coming. Amen. There will be times during your Christian journey, not before you were saved, in which your faith will be put to the test. You will be challenged after mama dies, after daddy dies, to step out on faith. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But you are challenged in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of a storm, to trust in the God we serve. Step out. Wave at somebody and say, step out in faith. When trouble comes, storm begin to rise. Hold on and learn. Bill, the old church used to say, stretch out. <laughs> y'all don't know anything about that. Y'all know that. Sister Phoebe, y'all used to sing that song here. Uh, stretch out. You got to learn how to stretch out. Woo. When trouble comes, storms begin to rise. That's when you've got to hold on and learn to stretch out. So point number one is that at some point in our lives, we all will be challenged to step out ooh, on faith during some of our most difficult times. And here is insight number three, two. Second key insight says this, stepping out on faith is never careless or irresponsible. And here's the part that I want you to pay close attention to. When it is an act to the will or an act of obedience to the will of God. I need to say something that I don't want you to miss. That's why I wanted you to shout up front. Listen, every move you make, God doesn't tell you to do it. I get sick of people coming to me and say, God told me my season is up. No, God didn't tell you that. You just wanted to change seasons, okay? I don't, I don't mind you changing seasons. Just don't lie on God. Pastor Lawson, how many times have we heard people say, God told me to do something, and the truth is, it really wasn't God, because if God told you to do something, there would be comfort and peace there that lasts beyond six months or 12 months, and then you're back in the same season you left. 
preach Pastor Jackson. A lot of us have predetermined what we want to do. And in order to have it validated by others, we say, God said for me to do it. When God orders your steps, amen, God does it that leads to peace, not confusion. God does it that blesses others, does not curse others. When God orders your steps, God takes you to a level uh, that you know that is God. So be careful whose voice you listen to. Because oftentimes, Satan will speak to you or it doesn't always even have to be the devil. Sometimes your flesh speaks to you. And you put it on God. Amen. God told you to act that way. No, he didn't. Because God doesn't act in that manner. But when you step out on faith, and you really step out on faith, it is not careless or irresponsible when it really is an act of obedience. Jesus told Peter to come. It would have been different. Listen to this. Please don't miss this. God told me this as I was studying this text. Be aware of which direction the instructions come from. <laughs> if Peter's instructions came from behind him, it would have been James John Thomas. <laughs> But when his instructions come from the force that is ahead of him, it's Jesus. If the word behind him would have said go, Peter should have stayed in the boat. <laughs> oh, I'm preaching to somebody now. I know we've got to go, but some of you have made the wrong move, Listen to the wrong people. Some of you ruined your life because your instructions came from the wrong direction. Everybody sitting behind you don't have your back. Everyone pushing you are not in the will of God for your life. Get your instructions from him who is above you and not those that are behind you. Whew. Listen, I've made some mistakes in my life. I've made some mistakes in my leadership of this ministry because I got my instructions, Elder Jeff, from the people behind me or around me and they weren't from the one who was ahead of me. Whew. Wait on the word of the Lord that says come. Whew. And when God says come, get out of your seat. Get out of the boat. Get out of your comfort zone. Move away like Abraham did. Build the ark like Noah did. Go back to Egypt like Moses did. Preach the word like Jeremiah did. Eventually go to Nineveh like Jonah did. Uh, do what Gillian did. Do what God says do. Ooh. 
God says come, come. God says go, go. God says get up, get up. God says move, move. When the Lord gets ready, they used to sing that old song. I know my uncle Deacon Lumpkin is viewing, he's not here. We're certainly praying for him, I love him dearly. But the old song they used to sing, Deacon Lumpkin, you've got to move. When the Lord gets ready, you've got to move. How many of you know when God gets ready, when God gets ready, when God gets ready, you've got to move. Stand on your feet. The third and the final insight. <laughs> third and the final insight. Take a picture of it, write it down. I ran across a colleague of mine, friend of mine, uh, at the State House, didn't even know he's a virtual worshiper, goes to another church. He says, Darrell, thank God for the pandemic. My wife and I listen to every service. He said, every three key insights since the pandemic we've taken a picture of. So to the media ministry, your work is not in vain. Uh, this brother began to show me pictures on his phone, Bill, of insights that he's taken from sermons I had forgotten I even preached. And so God gives us a word. Here's the third and the final insight. Like Peter, when we step out on faith, we can expect to encounter obstacles. Don't be surprised that the wind and the waves are boisterous. They were like that before you left the boat. <laughs> Who am I preaching to now? Uh, when you step out on faith, don't be surprised if the haters hate you. That's what haters do. Don't get discouraged, Gwen, when the naysayers talk about you. That's what naysayers do. Sometimes the obstacles will knock you off course. And yes, sometimes they will even knock you down. Hmm. Ah, but we must, unlike Peter, Peter lost focus. Unlike Peter, we must stay focused. Look at somebody and say, keep your eyes on Jesus. Tell somebody, don't look around you, behind you. Keep focus on Jesus. Stay focused. And remember that if the Lord instructed you to step out there, he would be there to see you through it. Anybody know he's pulling you through it? Come on, give those uh, hand claps emojis if you're online. If you're here, clap those hands and say, he's pulling me through it. He's pulling me through it. Somebody help me step out on faith. Come on, one, two, three, take a step and say, I'm out there. Come on, step out, step out. Come on, everybody right now, Woo! step out. The altar is now open. Come if you desire. Come on, come on. Come on, step out. Woo! Step out. Lord, I trust you. That's right, come on. Lord, I trust you. I trust you, God. I trust you. I trust you. 
I know it's not easy. Come on, all of my faith walkers, trust you. Look at these young people at the altar, standing at the altar. Young man, God bless you all. Look at God. Come on. It's time. It is time to leave the boat. It is time to hear the word of God. Speak, Lord. Order my steps, Lord. Order my steps. Speak, 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 speak. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me. Lord, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Come on, somebody. Come on. Where are my worshipers? Wave those hands in the air. One of my favorite songs is the song we've chosen for this altar call portion of our service. Ooh, uh, GMWA, Women of Worship, recorded this song. Simply says, order my steps. In your word, dear Lord, lead me, ooh, guide me. Every day. This is the part that I like. Send your anointing. Ooh. Father, I pray. Order my steps in your word. Ooh. I ask thee to teach me your will while you're working. Help me to be still. Though Satan is busy, God is real. <laughs> Ooh, I encourage, I challenge someone to lift your hands and say, order my steps in your word. Ooh, as our worship and arts ministry comes right now, listen, God is speaking to someone. Remember the direction your instructions come from any instructions from behind you and around you are not always authentic I'm not saying that they're never authentic but they're not always authentic any instructions from above you <laughs> my help cometh <laughs> David writes in Psalms 121 I will lift mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord come on as the choir blesses us right now uh, yeah yeah Ooh. Mm -mm. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we are about to worship right now Ooh. Uh. Let the word speak to you. Every sin. Ah, thank you, choir. Oh, y'all sound great. Uh, uh. 
all the worshipers, come on. Ah, yeah. I do. Yes, I do. instructions please don't miss this you must first know his voice and in order to know his voice you need a relationship with him you can't obey his will when you don't know him or trust him see this wasn't the first time Jesus challenged Peter to step out on faith. The first challenge was when he challenged him to drop his nets and follow him. In fact, the fourth chapter of Matthew's 18th and 19th verse, the New Living Translation, I want to just read something to you. 
before we pray. Because see, it doesn't start with a challenge to step out on faith until you've made a commitment of faith. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, the text says he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter. This is Peter. And he saw Peter's brother, Andrew, throwing a net in the water. Listen to this. Y'all indulge me for one moment. They fish for a living. <laughs> they weren't like most of you that go fish for a hobby. This was their livelihood. And Jesus called out to them and said, come, here's that word again. That's why the word wasn't, uh, a word wasn't unfamiliar. Jesus said to him, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And look at verse 20. And they left their nets at once and followed him. That's where it began. <laughs> you will never leave the boat if you weren't willing to leave your net. <laughs> they had already been sold out to Jesus. They already made the decision that you're going to be my savior. We're going to follow you. And once you make a decision that I'm going to follow the Lord, then when you hear further instructions concerning stepping out on faith, it is because you've made the original commitment to come. <laughs> the first invitation to come was to get saved, to follow Jesus. And right now I'm hearing the Lord says, my initial invitation to you is to drop your nets and follow me. I know it's not going to be easy, but follow me and I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. As we close those eyes right now, someone is being challenged to leave your comfort zone. The first invitation to come is this. Come follow him and watch the Lord bless your business. Watch, watch he changes your focus. <laughs> Peter never stopped fishing. He just changed what he fished for. Amen. God just made him now to be fishers of men. Close those eyes. After this prayer, if there's someone wherever you are, and you are being challenged, I need you to hear the voice of the Lord. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for this service. We thank you for those who never lost the faith, even in the midst of a pandemic. We thank you for those who would come back to church and sit through a service even with a mask on, as uncomfortable as what it may be, but still to praise you. 
we say thank you. Thank you for those who heard the first call to come. <laughs> and they obeyed you. And that is why when they heard the next call to come, your voice was not strange to them. And so here we are, Lord. Here we are. Some of us are on a rocky boat in the midst of a stormy sea. But we hear your word and we're leaving the boat. <laughs> we're stepping out on the boat, walking on troubled water, knowing that you won't leave us alone. Thank you, Lord, in advance for all the blessings that shall come our way. <laughs> we say it is already done. It is already done in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Come on, choir. Tell them right now, clap those hands. The elders are in the back. Listen, if you want to commit your life to the Lord right now, if you want someone to pray with you right now, come on someone is in the back of the church to those of you that are viewing virtually come on call that number on the screen yeah yeah uh, right now if you want to join the church if, if you want to be saved if you want to hear his voice right now, uh, yeah. Everybody, thank you, choir. Uh, before the benediction we want to remind you and thank you for your vision offering thank you for obeying God God is doing something incredible we have some pictures that we just want to show you of what has already begun on this campus uh, trees are being moved right now that's a picture something that's happening down the street the first project that is on the way is a project of workforce housing. Amen. Our goal is to provide housing for first-time respondents, for young first-time teachers, to those who may have a problem getting an initial place to live. And our goal is to work with the authorities, the Columbia and the county and others, uh, to provide a great community. Amen. With developers to do that. Amen. That's going on now. Let me tell you how good God is. We had an opportunity to partner with them to get consistent revenue, and we said no. Now, we're, we're not doing this so that we can make money because out of this project, out of this project, uh, none of the rent, none of the development, all of that, none of that comes to us. Ooh, we, we're just happy to be able to partner with them by doing it on the land that we once owned. Somebody ought to give God a hand of praise, amen. In a matter of a couple of months, there's another project called the Havens at Congaree Point. Listen to this, seniors. About 200 
senior units. I think it's 190, 194 something, almost 200 senior units. In that complex, your own beauty shop, your own nail shop, your own theater, your own gymnasium. And no, if you're under 55, you can't live there and you can't bring all your grandchildren to live there because we, we want to make it where it's enjoyable for the citizens to live there. God told us to do this, a senior place right outside this door. When you walk out of this door, you will be able to see it right in front of, of our current place where the OID is. And God says do that. Uh, our goal is to break ground at the beginning of our family portion of the year. The development agreement has already been signed. All the plans have already been approved. In fact, the contractors have already been chosen. Amen. God said it, God would do it. Third project, the sign is in the ground, youth and children's zone. Look at this. Amen. Youth and children's zone. Architect has already done the plans. We've sent the bids out to the contractors. We're waiting on it just to see how we're going to proceed on building this. It would be a place, no, we, we're not building a place for young people just to go have church. You can have church anywhere. We're building a place for them to have their lives enhanced. They would be able to have church, but they would be able to have computer labs. They would be able to have homework centers. They would be able to do other things that God said. And the reason I said that, because at the beginning of 2021, we ask you to do us a favor, to trust God with $7, $1 a day, amen. And we said, we think we can make all of this happen if you trust God with $7. Quite honestly, that was my step out of the boat moment. Okay. That was God pushing me out of the boat because I told God, are you sure? I want to make sure I'm getting my instructions from above and not behind. God says, trust me and watch. And I want to say thank you. Last Sunday, we made this appeal in the middle of it. And last Sunday was perhaps, it was not our biggest, one of the largest days of contribution for our vision offering we've had thus far. And nobody was in church. It was all virtual. Now that all of you are in church and some of you are virtual, we're going to exceed what we did last week. Amen. So everybody, before you leave, get your phone out, get an envelope out. If you haven't given $7, put $7 in an envelope. The deacons are there at the back to take it. Look, I unapologetically ask for this because none of this goes to operations. Not one penny of this goes to pay light bills or salary. 100% goes for the vision of the Lord. And I'm trusting that if God instructed us to leave the boat, then he will not leave us hanging. Amen. Amen. Be a part of what God is doing and watch God bless you. Thank you so much. Clap those hands. Give God a hand of praise. Amen. Remember, our Tuesday night services are virtual, but next Sunday, we are carrying this thought a step further. And I've already gave you the theme for next week. It's walk on by faith. Bishop Paul Martin just recorded a song 
that says walk on by faith. If you're out there, keep walking. Amen. And watch God bless you. Come on, choir. Take us out. Everybody get ready. Stand to your feet. Come on. Uh, come on, please. Uh, Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, may he rest with us, may abide with us, may he continue to walk with us. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to gather together once again in person. We ask your protection on those who are not in a position to come back yet. Give them strength. Bless those that are sick and shut in. Thank you for those, Lord that uh, somehow feel that they are too compromised from a physical position to be able to gather again. Give them the comfort to know that you will still be with them. This is our prayer. In your name we pray. And the church said amen. Thank you for coming. See you again on next Sunday. God bless you. Bible Church of Atlas Road, we'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.